rather try and accomplish something great and fail than try to accomplish nothing and fully succeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Beyond the Sports Podcast. The voice you're hearing right now is Jamel Matthews. I want to send out a huge thank you to everyone that listened to episode one and gave me their feedback. If you liked episode one, you're definitely going to love episode number two. In today's episode, we have Unfiltered Media co-CEO Bon Washington joining us today. Trust me, he definitely lives up to the Unfiltered name because he tells it how it is without any remorse. With that being said, let's get into it. I know you're real investing into the Houston Rockets, especially their future. Just give me your thoughts. Do you think they won the James Harden trade? Are they losing it? Are in a perfect position right now? Bro, I'm gonna be real. You really can't judge the James Harden trade until probably what a couple of years down the line, like when everything has been settled. When those Brooklyn, when you can get those Brooklyn Nets picks and they actually turn into something, because right now. I don't think the Rockets won, but I think the deal that that they took like the Sixers, because you don't want to end up with Ben Simmons, man. We've seen what he did in the playoffs. And also, there was a lot of people criticizing them for not taking back uh, Jared Allen. I mean, he's having a hell of a season, but prior to this year, bro, he really wasn't about shit. I mean, he was good. He was okay, bro, basically. He was a good player, but he wasn't what he's – he wasn't what he is now, basically. The man's, like, averaging, I think, a double-double on 70%, like, shooting. Like, that's insane. On top of that, he's playing all-star and all-NBA-type defense, along with Evan Mobley, which the Rockets could have probably took both of those guys. But looking at it now, the Cavs are, like, four years into their rebuild. But back to Brooklyn, I think what we seeing from James Harden right now, the Rockets traded him right in time. Although I think he uh still suffering from like those three hamstring pulls in uh when was it? I think the month of April. Yeah, it had to have been the month of April because that's when the playoffs started. It was March and April because he sp- he first pulled his hamstring against uh Houston. Then he took like a couple of weeks off, came back, pulled it again, took took some more weeks off, and then that first game against the uh, Bucks, he pulled it again. And ever since then, he's been a shell of himself. And on top of that, he's never been in the best of shape. I think they got out and traded him just in time. But what they got back in return, I would have took. So I'm not going to say they won a trade, but I think they 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 came out okay. So you personally content with not having Karis LeVert and Jared Allen right now? Yeah, it's Karis LeVert is terrible, bro. He's not terrible, but he's not this type of player that people was making the seem like. Jared Allen, I can kind of be like, ah, damn, they probably kind of missed out on him. But then again, I didn't want to pay him a hundred and uh, I think he got a hundred million dollars. I didn't want to pay him that, cause like I said, prior to this year, he was averaging like what I think. Uh, look it up real quick. I think it was like eleven points and like eight rebounds. I wasn't paying no twenty million dollars for that, man. You could have helped Clint Capella for that shit. I wasn't doing that. So the Rockets, they what they did was smart. They just took the picks. Then who else did they get in that deal? I think they got Kevin Porter in that deal too, man. Because Kevin Porter came to Houston like a couple of weeks before that James Harden trade went down. And they only got him for like a top 55 protected second round pick. So I think that shit was already in the works. That them trading Jared Allen to uh, the Cavs when they got him back from Brooklyn. So you got Kevin Porter, who I'm not really like the biggest fan of. And you got eight 
realistically unprotected first round picks from Brooklyn going forward. So they came out okay, but in order for them to win, we got to see what they do. I'm not a big I'm not that big of a fan of Kevin Porter Jr., man. <laughs> He's okay, but it's not not one thing stand out that he does really well right now. But yeah, like I said, you got to judge the trade years down the road. D gonna, I think KD going to age gracefully because, I mean, he's seven foot, can score from damn near anywhere. But James Harden, Kyrie Irving, you got to keep your eyes on those two because we already know Kyrie Irving. He plays when he wants to. James, I don't know what he put in his body, but cause it's not like he's ever tired, but he's always chubby. I don't get it. I think it's just his body type. So, yeah, we're going to have to judge this trade years down the road. Although a lot of people think the Rockets lost, but I don't. Them taking those picks gave them the chance to bottom out, get the second uh, second overall pick. Because if they traded for being the Simmons, man, they probably would have been a damn near play-in team, and you don't want that. That's basically what they did when uh, the y'all mean and Trace, yeah, the y'all mean and Trace McGrady area ended. They didn't want to tank. They just, stayed, they just stayed trying to compete, basically, bro, and they lucked out trading for James Harden. They always got, like, the 13th overall pick of the draft or the 14th. Those two years after the, uh, those two or three years after Trace McGrady and Yao Ming Gary ended. You don't want that. You you missed out on some talent when you did that. You want a tank. You don't want a fringe all-star back, which leads me into Christian Wood. To be real with you, bro, <laughs> Christian Wood would have been a hell of a player. I see, man, y'all know how I be talking to those group chats. <laughs> I think the dude's a good player, but he's not the right player for this team. If he was on all his previous Rockets teams, with James Harden, Russell Westbrook, or James Harden and uh, Chris Paul, especially that 2018 team with James Harden and Chris Paul, I think, shit, yeah, give him the max or give him something close to the max. But right now, on a tanking team, you don't do that at all because, man, he's terrible. He's a terrible free throw shooter for some reason. I mean, he he's a pretty decent three-point shooter, but he sucks at the line for some reason. He plays no defense. He complains so damn much. It's like, man, his body language is so terrible. Him and Kevin Porter Jr. have the worst body language on the team every time something goes wrong. I'm like, bro, you got a fixed state. You're 26 years old. You got one, after this year, you got one year left on your deal, which I know he's going to ask for max money, which he's not anywhere near to. Like, you got to straighten your body language up. You got to be a real leader if you want that type of money. And also, his IQ is kind of questionable. Because a lot of times, like, they played against Indiana, man. Indiana wins zone. Christian Woods trying to ISO Miles Turner. It's like, man, this one of the best defensive players in the league. What the hell are you doing? Swing the ball. He does one more thing that I, I'm really just, I, I don't understand. He's a terrible post player. Like, dog, why are you trying to post up wings? The thing about Christian Woods, he can, he can beat a lot of centers off the dribble, man, because, you know, he's very finesse. He's kind of quick. He got a good first step on him. But when they stick a wing on you, or a, good, or a good defensive center, he has a hard time, man, just being a really good player, especially against a wing-type player. That's what happened last night against the Lakers. They put LeBron at the five. You didn't see none of that. He, I mean, he, he scored on LeBron a couple of times, but his impact was non-existent, especially on the offensive and defensive end. Hey, man, you forgot to talk about how he beat somebody in the uh, oh, Hornets that, that, game. That leads me back to him being a terrible passer because, like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, you can't make that type of pass? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you throw that to. That man accuracy is terrible, bro. <laughs> I mean, dude being the fan in the head, bro, with basketball. Like, nah. <laughs> That's why I say, bro, I'm just ready. 
I'm ready to um I think the trade deadline is February tenth. The Rockets got to make a decision pretty soon. Cause there's no way in hell you traded up to get Sengun. The Rockets traded up. I think yeah, they traded basically another first round pick to move up in the draft and draft uh Alper and Sengun. And they only play him like eighteen minutes a game because you playing Christian Wood all these minutes. And Christian Wood is not better than this guy. He's not at all. That's why I say you got to make a decision on Christian Wood pretty soon. Don't wait until next year. Make a decision right now and say, going forward, we're going to go with the guy we traded up to get in the draft. And we're going to bottom out. And hopefully we can get a top three pick and get Jabari Smith, who I'm a, I'm a big fan of. I think he's going to be the first overall pick in the draft. Him or uh, Paulo Bencaro. Chet, on the other hand, I'm not sold on Chet Hogan yet. That's what they should do. And then they front court will be set for the future. I think they back... Even though I'm not a fan of Kevin Porter Jr., I think their backcourt is pretty set for the future. Now they just got to work on their front court, and they got to get a good wing player. Because they got too many guards right now and too many big men. They got to trade. They got to trade uh, Christian Wood. Along with, uh, what's my boy's name? When they was going to them double line, uh, double big lineups, that was just terrible. Hey, man, I got to give it to you, though. You've been, like, real critical on Christian Wood and saying he's the crazy uh, Damn, Christian nice. Wood ever yeah. since the end of last year. Last year? Yes, I've been a, yeah. you know this, man. <laughs> I've been saying you got to sell high on this guy because I saw it, man. I saw that he was a good player, a good offensive player, but he was a fringe all-star. You don't need those in your team. You got to get rid of those soon. You got to sell high, man, and just tank. Because nobody's coming to Houston, man. And What you coming to Houston for? We don't have shit yet. Nah. Stars didn't, Stars didn't want to come to Houston when we didn't even have James Harden. They started coming to Houston when we got that superstar. That's why I say, man, you got to tank. Because nobody signed here just to say. Chris Paul didn't. They tried to get Melo a couple of times. He didn't want to sign here. So it's like you got to get that, uh, you got to get a superstar or you got to, or you got to draft a lot of good players, man. And hopefully they turn into something so you have a core going forward. You want, You don't want to be stuck with fringe all-stars. That's what Christian Wood is, to me at least. If he was on those previous Rockets teams, hey, I'm all for it. You give that man what he want. But now, he he's really just he's just out here playing for like really no reason at all. And that's about it, bro. You just trade him. You got to sell high, and hopefully somebody get you give you what you want. Because right now he's just regressing. He's regressing to what he was last year. Last year he was better than what he is now. So, they have to make a decision right now, man, at the deadline to trade him. Do not bring him back for that final year and let him tank his value even more because that will be pointless. Raphael Stone has to make a decision. And we talked about the the future of the Rockets. Back in the day, you used to be a Houston, Texas man when Deshaun Watson was at the end. One thing I want to ask Texans and the Rockets, in five to ten years, who do you think will have the best future? Uh... I'm gonna go with the Rockets because I've seen them. The Texans have never made a a damn champion, a conference championship game in their history. The Texans came into existence in what, 2002? Yeah. I think they came back. So it's almost 20 years in their 20 year <laughs> tenure, man. They have never made a conference championship. So I'm gonna go with the uh, Rockets either way, man. Because I think the Rockets actually have a plan on what they want to do. And I think. It, playing even more at the deadline when they trade Wood. And from there, I think they want to uh, want to go young and see what they have in those young players, man. And going forward, 
Hopefully those young players pan out and they can uh, attract free agents, man, to come join their team. Tillman Fertitta, I've been, I gave him a lot of, you know, slack, man, because everybody know he was cheap as hell towards the end of the James Harden era. He didn't want to pay the luxury tax at all. But I can say that he never, ever got in the way of his basketball operations team. He ain't never intervened and tried to tell him what to do or nothing like that. Cal McNair, on the other hand, he seems to be doing that shit. With the Jack Easterby, I mean, we all seen the Jack Easterby articles. We seen the Deshaun, the Deshaun Watson. I don't even know what that's even all about, man. That's just weird in itself. I believe the Texans knew what he was doing, but you know how that goes. They tried to protect him, and they when he asked for their trade, I don't think they leaked it, but they ain't do nothing to help him out about it. But going forward, I'm going with the Rockets, man. They just seem like they have a plan, and they've been at it for. Raphael Stone's been a part of the organization for almost 20 plus years. Timmer Fertitta, his son, Patrick Fertitta, he's uh, helping within the Rockets organization too. He seems to know what he's doing as well. And plus, they have a lot of have a lot of good scouts. It was last year before the draft. Like they hired some of the like biggest, like top scouts, man, up in the uh, NBA. You know, that has uh, ties from the United States to the Euro League, to African League. Like they have like a good nucleus of people, man, that knows what they're doing. And also, they got John Lucas, man, who's been at it for probably three three to four decades, man, who's gotten Kevin Porter here straight, who's uh, gotten Jalen Green, man, to uh, fix his shooting mechanics. So it's like they seem to know what they're doing and what they want to do, and it's just, hey, going forward is all about executing. Unlike the Texans, they just seem to be everywhere right now. Although I will say that Nick Osirio, I have to give him credit because his draft, his draft class is pretty good right now, man. They got uh Brevin Johnson, if I'm not mistaken, a tight end. He's yeah, Brevin Joy. Well. Brevin Joy, there you go. Yeah, he's turned out pretty well. That just goes to show you I haven't been watching Texas games like that. <laughs> <laughs> they <been> terrible. <laughs> uh, Davis Mills in the games I have seen, even though he has what I think twelve I in- no, he has twelve touchdowns and nine ints. He's played pretty well in a lot of those games he threw picks in. It just goes back to experience, man, and just learning how to read NFL defenses. But he's better than I expected. He's probably the best rookie quarterback in this class right now. That's not saying much, though, because, you know, the rookie class is kind of sorry, bro. But he has good uh, throwing mechanics, and he seems to be knowledgeable of the game. I like Desha- Deshaun Watson. I love him very much, but, man, he couldn't figure out the blitz whatsoever, man. I don't know what that was about. He it's like he was smart, but it's just sometimes, man, it's just those uh, disguised blitzes come figure out. But Davis Mills seems to be ahead of that curve, so I give him credit for that. But going forward, I'm gonna I'm choose the Rockets, even though Lex Alexander sold the team. It's not like Tillman Fertitta brought in a whole new basketball operations and you know turned everything upside down. They just promoted as Daryl Morey left. They just promoted people, man. They promoted Raphael Stone, who's been a part of the organization for years. When uh, Tad Brown left, they promoted uh, Gretchen. I forgot her last name. It's a woman. She's on, like, the business side of the, of the company or the organization. They promoted her. It's not like they just implemented new people from out of nowhere. They just promoted the same old people and steadied the ship, man. And although, they, although they're, you know, losing right now, you can clearly see what they're trying to do. They have a plan, just like I said, execute. Just build through the draft. And hopefully you can turn into uh, the Phoenix Suns, man. Or the Oklahoma City Thunder. Because a lot of people bashing the Suns, even though the Suns really screwed that up, not taking uh, Dunsick. 
I mean, so did the Kings too, but the Suns actually, you know, got to a finals last year when they attracted a free agent and Chris Paul. So, so the Rockets got to do just study building through the draft, man. Just keep on building through the draft, and hopefully you can attract free agents, and you'll be right back on top. And I, I say 2023 or 2024 is when they really should be, like, competing for a play-in game or the first round. You don't want to do it now because it'll be too premature. It'll just be all for nothing. The Rockets own their draft picks this year and next year, and after next year, 2024 and 2025, they don't. It goes to OKC because of that dumbass trade that James Harden convinced them to make for Russell Westbrook. Then he left town a year later. I love him, but the dude, man, hey. The dude, you know, he got a bit of an ego. Oh, that's yeah, you already know that. That's what you, and that's another thing, bro. The Rockets, they should nip that in the bud years ago when James Harden first came into town. They should never let him have that type of ego. They should nip that in the bud. Which I will say, I think that's the thing they're trying to do now with the young guys, Jalen Green. Because a lot of people, I know for some reason people think Jalen Green is just a <laughs> me first and selfish guy, but that man is far from it. It's a lot of times I've complained and been like, damn, I wish he would go. Get, I wish he would go get the ball from Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. Tell him get out the way, man. I'm shooting this, but he's too unselfish, man. That's why I say you got to trade some of these guys, like the veterans on the team, which I didn't touch on. You got to trade Eric Gordon. I like Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon has been probably one of the best players on the Rockets in the last five years. But it's time for him to go. You got to trade You got to trade him. You got to trade uh, DJ Augustine. Oh, you got to wave him like they did Daniel House. You have to trade uh, Christian Wood, like I said. You got to trade Daniel Thice. They should be sellers at the uh, deadline, not buyers at all. They should sell. They got the worst record in the Western Conference right now. Sell, sell, sell. Don't buy. If you don't want to be stuck with that bad. And just, hey, play all your young guys. They should set a damn record, man, for the most young guys in a lineup ever in NBA history. That's what they should do. Hey, man, how you putting it? Man, we ain't gonna have no good football team to 2065. I'm gonna be 95 nah, years nah, old nah, when nah. the championship. I think, when they, matter of fact, when they trade Deshaun Watson, I don't know what they what they gonna get back, man, because his legal issues is just it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I don't know what they're gonna get back. Hopefully, they get back, you know, two, two or three first round picks, a couple of seconds, and some thirds, and use that to like keep building their team, but. I think they only solve one problem though, cause you, I, I don't honestly don't believe in David Cully though. Oh, oh, that's another thing I forgot. My bad. Thank you for saying that. I don't believe in David Cully at all either, bro. He's made too many, too many mistakes, man. Complaining about analytics is like, man, stop complaining about analytics. It's just common sense, man. If it's fourth and one or fourth and two, don't kick a fifty-five yard field goal. Just go for it on fourth <laughs> down. What the? F- I don't get that. Just go for it. It's just simple stuff I don't get. Just if you think it. about it, he learns as he goes. Yeah, yeah. And and that's just shooting him in the foot because you if you learning as you go, plus you got a rookie quarterback, it don't mix too good together. Yeah, I, I, like I don't I don't understand that. I've seen a lot of articles too saying they should fire David Cullen. I'm like ah, I think that's a step too far. They shouldn't fire him this year, but next year, I mean, they knew what they was getting themselves into. They knew who they was hiring. They just wanted a dude that they can basically, I'm not going to say puppet, but who they can control kind of. You don't want to bring a yeah. strong-minded coach, man. 
with Nick Casario. I think Nick Casario wants to. I mean, it's his team basically. The Texans have been trying to get him for years, and they finally got him. So they want to do that he can, uh, you know, manage or control. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it, but yeah, he want to pick his coach and who he can control. And uh, you're going forward, man. The Texans. I think, like I said, I think Casario had a pretty good draft, given they didn't have like a first round pick. I don't even think they had a second. No, they didn't. He 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 did good with what he had, so I'm just excited to see what he's gonna do, man. When he make the Deshaun Watson trade and the picks that they already have that's their own, I think he'll hey, for for what I'm saying, he's a pretty good GM. I'm, I don't have too many complaints, but I'm just saying, Kyle McNair. I have matter of fact, I have more complaints about Kyle McNair than I have for Nick Casario. That's the bottom line, man. That's all. Have more Dude, that just sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that's the bottom yeah. line. <laughs> all right, for real. <laughs> I have more complaints about the McNair family than I do Casario because this track record is proven. We know what he did in uh, New England. Six rings. <laughs> hey, he's been a part of that. So I have no complaints about him. Just Cal McNair, man. He stay out of the way, basically. Just stay out of the way. Don't intervene. Don't say no idiotic shit like he said about uh, you know, the Chinese flu or whatever when he was on a golf course uh, a couple of months back, and uh, a lot of people heard him say it. Like, come on, man, you can't be saying it. you come on, really, you can't be saying that out loud, man. Matter of fact, you shouldn't be saying it at all. But in uh, like his father previously said when he was like the inmates can't run a prison or whatever, like a whole bunch of like racially insensitive shit you can't say. I'm not going to say that it's going to deter people from signing with the team because it's football at the end of the day. You already know how those contracts go. People going to sign. They don't care if the owner's racist or not. They're going to sign that because the money yeah, is limited. Yeah, the money involved. Yeah, the money is limited in football. But it's just a bad look on the organization, and it could ruin your team chemistry, man. But out in Texas, they look like they look like uh, they're probably – three to four years away from just actually contending again. But I don't have no complaints about Casario. It's just the organization. That's why I put the Rockers above them. Because although Fertitta's, what, three or four years into his uh, ownership, he hasn't he hasn't done anything that just made me just turn like a blind eye, man. I roll my eyes and be like, what the hell is he doing? Other than him being cheap. <laughs> Other than that, I have no complaints about the Fertitta family and how they run the Rockers organization. I think they have a plan, and uh, they're going to show you what it is in probably two to three years. When those guys get stronger, like Jalen Greens, you can't be 6'6", 178. It's just you undersized, man, for your position. Probably the skinniest shooting guard I can remember shit. He's that skinny. He's going to have to get stronger. When he does, he's just going to take the next, like, leap or the next step in his game. What better coach to have developing them than John Lucas? So, yeah, the Rockets – I put them a step, a step above the Texans. Hey, the engines on this, man, about this topic. The last thing I want to say about Calvin McNair, I never forget an interview that they had with Sage Rosenfeld saying that he walked into oh, yeah. Calvin McNair's office with his legs crossed uh, in Indian style. He's playing video games. And this man running the franchise. Yeah. Hey, did he get up out of here? Yeah, I don't know. Da- yeah, his daddy was running it at the time, but it's like you—that's the time you should have been learning, man. Yeah. Like what Patrick, like what Patrick Fertitta is doing right now, he's like a part, like Tim Tim Fertitta's son. He's 
he's a big part of the Rockness organization. He's learning from uh he's learning from Raphael. He's learning for those other guys up in the organization. Like he's 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 like a sponge, he's soaking up as much information as possible. Because he might be the like GM one day. He might be, you know, taking over his father role and just being the the full time owner. That's what Kyle McNair should have been doing. And <laughs> what the moves we've seen the past couple of years have shown us that that man ain't been paying attention at all. He's been asleep <laughs> at the wheel. That's what I said, man. You just that's, that's why I'm putting the Rockets above them. Like I said, they have the bright, the brightest future going forward, man. Out of the two franchises in the city, you can't be playing video games, man. Like really, on the job, you playing video games. You playing Madden, 2K with the Texans. Yeah, with the Texans, getting smoked probably. <laughs> like, bro, you can't be doing that. <laughs> Go learn, man. Learn how to run an organization, man. Learn the game of football, shit. That's my only, only concern about them is the owners. And Cully to a degree, but with Casario, I trust him. He has a track record. He has history on his side that he knows what he's doing. So... That's my only point about them. Hey, the last thing I want to touch on, man, what are you most grateful for this year in sports? Man, I'm. that's a tough, tough question. It'll have to just be, man, probably, although COVID, you know, it's, I mean, COVID is still here, but for the most part, the athletes stayed healthy, man. I can't, I don't know, like, a major athlete just gotten, like, really, really ill from COVID. I mean, we've seen Jason, well, we heard Jason Tatum say, that he, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both say that, both say that they have like had issues coming off the uh, COVID. They had trouble with their breathing and conditioning and whatnot. But for the most part, everybody, you know, stay healthy. And I think for the most part, for me, man, it, it'll I'm gonna go back to the Rockets. Probably them getting set, second overall pick. Yeah, that's what it is. Because man, if they would have got, because I think going back to the James Harden trade. Him forcing the organization to trade uh, for Russell Westbrook. The pick was only top three protected. So, I mean, if it fell to four or five, hey, man, that pick would have went to OKC. So, that's what I'm most, you know, grateful for. That we got to keep our first or well, second overall pick and draft the Jalen Green. Because if we wouldn't have did that and that pick went to OKC, our rebuild would have been set back another year or two. So, that's what I'm most grateful for. That we got to keep our pick. Going forward, hopefully we get another top three pick. And hey, we just keep going forward and keep building and building, and we can get back into contention in a couple of more years. So, yeah, more, I'm more grateful for, or most grateful for, us keeping our pit and athletes being healthy. The COVID is no joke. So, yeah, those two things I'm most grateful for. Health of the players from uh, COVID and us keeping our pit. Also, trade uh, Christian uh, Wood. <laughs> <laughs> That does it for this episode of the Beyond the Sports Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to bring you another excellent episode. Until then, stay blessed.